Welcome to Victory in Faith Now podcast, episode number four. Well, this is Phil Hughes, and we're here at the studios, and we're doing a live show right now for you with Victory in Faith Now. What we're about to do is get ready to get into a program called Psalms 91, and it is also entitled, the latter part of that is Power Over Satan. You are about ready to get into some very interesting info about the enemy and how you can defeat him. We just hope that you enjoy this program. Welcome to Victory in Faith Now with your hosts, Reverend Philip and Kay Hughes. This is a ministry podcast show where you'll hear teachings on how to expand your faith and build your authority in Christ regarding spiritual warfare. On occasion, there will be time for you, the listener, to call in live. Our show will include testimonials, special guests, and special guest hosts. Also, with programs that will teach you the uncompromising Word of God. So, if you're looking to obtain knowledge and rock-solid teachings regarding such subjects as the occult, witchcraft, the origin of evil spirits, angels and demons, generational curses, Satan, the Holy Spirit, the power of prayer, the blood covenant, healing, faith, authority, and much, much more, then welcome to Victory and Faith Now! You can also visit our website at www.victoryandfaithnow.org. And now, here's your hosts... Reverend Philip and wife Kay Hughes. Okay, we are here in the studio with you. And this is Phil Hughes. And, and I'm Kay Hughes. <laughs> Kay, my wife, is here. We've got, as, uh, as you heard just a few minutes ago, you uh, are about ready to hear a great program. We've been trying to get caught up here. We're about uh, two or three episodes behind, but that's fine. We're going to get caught up. Those of you I know that are out there probably biting your nails going like, when's the next episode? When's the next episode? Okay, it's here. Episode four. Today we are going to be speaking on, as you heard earlier when I first indicated, that we are going to be dealing on spiritual warfare, obviously. But today's message title is Psalms 91, Power Over Satan. So hopefully you'll enjoy this, and uh, with that, because it's Psalms 91, we're going to get into the reading of that scripture verse, and then we're going to get in to try to explain to you some things that are really going to be interesting. I think you're going to find some very, very unique pieces of information that you have probably not aware of, okay? So I'm going to let my wife get into reading Psalms 91, and then we're going to break it down for you. Amen? Amen. Well, first of all, I want to welcome you to the program. We appreciate you uh, checking in with us to listen to our broadcast. The reason why we have not had one on the air in the last four or five days, I had a really bad case of laryngitis, so I did not have a voice. So we had to wait for that to come back, praise God, and now I've got one. So having said that, I'll just go ahead and go into Psalm 91. For those of you out there, I am using the New American Standard Bible 
you may want to use your King James. It's okay. It all means the same. So let's get started. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for it is He who delivers you from the snare of the trapper, from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His pinions, and under His wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and bulwark. You will not be afraid of the terror by night, or the arrow that flies by day, or the pestilence that stalks in darkness, or the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. You will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked, for you have made the Lord my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge concerning you, to guard you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands, that you do not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and cobra, the young lion and the serpent you will trample down. Because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high, because he has known my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With a long life, I will satisfy him and let him see my salvation. Praise Jesus. Amen. Well, that is some interesting things. We're going to break this down for you, though, and kind of give you an idea of where, you know, where we're coming from from this. The King James, of course, as you know, has got a lot of thee and thou in it. It's hard sometimes to understand. But, uh, you know, the thing about it is, is um, it's probably the most accurate uh, in regards to interpretation yes. of the Bible from Old Testament and New Testament, both from uh, the Greek and Hebrew. But um, here's the thing. What we want you to do is we want you to know that we are about to get into some things about the Scripture verse of what this really entails. Now, you've got to remember, this is Old Testament. This is before Jesus even got here. Yes. But you see, Satan has been here since the beginning. So what this is, it's a psalm of David, David, who wrote most of the psalms. And on this, he indicated that he knew that the Lord was going to be providing him some shelter and some uh, some refuge and that we don't have to be concerned or worried about it because we know that the enemy has no place in us. Jesus has told us that, but even back then, David, you know, went directly to God in these situations like this. So my wife may have a couple of notes here that I know that she wants to sp- speak on, so I'm going to let her go first on this. Okay, I'll just um, start off with a few. The first verse says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High... Well, what does the word dwell mean? Most of us think we know what it means, and you probably do. But according to the dictionary, it means to live as a permanent residence. So we are to dwell in the shelter of God's presence and live there. And to abide, will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Abide means to remain or continue or stay as to have shelter or protection. So if we stay under God's wing and under the shadow of his protection, the enemy can't touch us. He'll tell you that he can, but he can't. So with that, you know, it talks about the Lord 
Um, and the Lord has many names, both in, in God and in Jesus. But uh, it talks about, the, it says that uh, he shall, first of all, he, he shall give his angels charge over you. Again, we haven't gotten into that, but we'll be getting into some of that in regards yes. to the angels, the category of those angels, etc. But uh, that's a whole new episode, a whole new series that we'll get into later. But he will give his angels charge over you in all that way so that you don't dash yourself uh, against a stone. Uh, in other words, that she's not going to create any kind of issues. It's going to keep you from being harmed. Yes. Uh, so you don't have to worry about those kinds of things. They're always watching out for us. You know, you've heard the saying, you know, your guardian angel, everybody has one. Yes, we but do. We also have angels who show up on the scene at yes. times when we're not aware of it. Yes. And sometimes disguise themselves as humans and are there for a second and then gone, you know, the minute that you turn around and look up, they're not there. Right. So a lot of times those are, in fact, angels. But, you know, it is said the wings that the Lord does, he protects us, he kind of puts us like a little mother hen underneath. If you take a look at the little chicks, the little chicks put themselves underneath the wings of their mother, uh, the mother hen, to protect them from the, from the weather, from the elements, and also yes. sometimes... Predators. Um, yeah, from, from little predators and stuff that might come around, raccoons or fox and things like that. So in this, though, he also talks about uh, the eagle, you know. In the eagle situation, the eagle is known to have great wings and be able to fly at great heights. You know, in Isaiah 40:31, it talks about the eagle. As a matter of fact, there's a verse that goes, the Lord, well, the Lord is, he's, he's got several different names in different versions. If you look at the King James Version, it says the Lord. If you look at the American Standard Version, it uses a different word. But he has many different names also. You know, there's the Lord. The Lord God. There's the Lord God. Adonai. Yes. El Shaddai. Yes. Yahweh. Yes. Jehovah. Amen. Uh, Meshem. We know him as our God. Yes. It is said that the eagle sheds his feathers in the beginning of spring with that fresh that new wings that he gets. Uh, it's called plumage, or plumage, I guess it's the right word. He gets these new feathers. Yes. And he assumes the appearance of a youthful, thus is in, in its own way, a perfect little new eagle. But yes. he's not. Yes. He may be an adult eagle. But what he does is he gets out and he's able to soar. You know, he protects his eaglets, they're called, uh, the baby eagles, with the wings. And the mother will take him up into a height Towards the sun. They always soar towards the sun in a circle hmm, that until something? they get hmm. up to a certain height. Now, they've been known to fly the height of a, a jet, which averages between, I'm talking about the airliners, uh, 30, 32,000 feet. Yes. And, and they've been known to get to that height. And what they do is they will turn around and they will flip upside down and drop the eaglet that's been on their back. And just let them go. Now, that sounds cruel, but what it is is their way of showing that little eaglet how to fly. And she'll swoop down and she'll catch him. And she'll continue to do that two or three times until he begins to flap his wings and learn how to fly. And so, see, though, she's always protecting him. She's not going to allow him to fall and kill himself. Right. So that's what God does. He does the same thing. You know, it's amazing how angels and God and, and, and animals of nature coincide and work together. And how, how many things that you find that are very much the same. Um, Natural realm? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, but it's just they they have a tendency just following track with each other. Okay, so we want you to understand that the enemy that may come against you, you are protected by God. God will put as as He says, you you know, a thousand. Uh, may fall at your side and 10,000, but nothing will come to you. Nothing will harm you. Uh, God's got his eyes on you. He's watching over you and protecting you all the time. Yeah, baby. In verse um, 3, I call my husband baby, um, it says, For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. Well, what exactly is a snare? You know, my husband was talking about the eagles and the eaglets. Well, you know, as long as they're way up high toward the sun, they're protected just like we are with when we are up high toward Jesus because he's the light. But there's also enemies who try to steal those eagles' eggs, and they're just like Satan is. Any enemy is tries to entrap whatever it wants to get. But the, it says here in uh, Psalm 91, again, for it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper. A snare is to catch by trickery, to entrap, to involve any activity and any effort to entangle or use his wiles. Now, wiles means to fool, trap, entice, or use trickery. And verse 4 says, He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings will you seek refuge, just like the eagle my husband spoke of. His faithfulness is a shield and bulwark. To cover with his pinions or feathers is under his wings, where you can seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and bulwark, which means protection against external damage, giving strong support. And this is an image of protection used by the Messiah Jesus in Luke 10:19, which says, Behold, he has given us authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by will any means hurt us. Praise you, Jesus. How awesome is that? You know, it, it, just talking about the eagle, I mean, you know, and how God works with us and, and lifts us up and keeps his eye on us and watches over and protects us all the time. You know, in in Isaiah, the one I was telling you about, uh, Isaiah th- uh, 40, if you can always write these things down, go back and look at them yourself and study them. But uh, Isaiah 40, chapter, uh, 40, chapter 31st verse, it says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. God's not going to allow us to be worn out without renewing our strength. That's right. And so you need to understand that. We have a concern about our fear factors all the time. That's one of the spirits that constantly coming against us about everything in the world. I don't care what it is. It's, well, the fear of bills. It's the fear of health. It's the fear of... Fear uh, of death. uh, uh, Fear of sickness. You know, sickness. A fear of a loved one having an issue. A fear of whether or not they're going to have enough money. Are they going to get this job? They're not yes. going to get that job. I mean, there's a lot of things. I and mean, every time you turn around, the spirit of fear is there constantly. And he's got a large army of enemies that uh, uh, that are out there. That's us, you know. But the enemy themselves, the spiritual portion of that, the principalities and powers, we have a dominion over them. They don't have dominion over us. But fear will come in like a flood, mm-hmm. and it will cause a lot of havoc in a yes. person's life. 
And that means even the Christian as well as the non-Christian. And it says here, actually, since I'm in, in Isaiah, this is, um, uh, this is another verse in chapter 41, verse 10. It says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Who's with you? God is. There's nothing to be afraid of. He says that I am with you. And uh, he said, don't be dismayed. I am God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. You will be upheld. With n- There is no nothing and no right hand of, of any righteousness. So you need to understand that God's going to be there for you. Uh, there's nothing that you can do that he's going to, to see to it that you'll be fed. You know, he said that you'll be clothed. Uh, he said if you just seek out his righteousness... All these things that you pray for will be added unto you. Yes, honey. And also, looking back at Psalm 91, uh, in verse 8, moving along here, it says, You will only look on with your eyes, and you will see the recompense, which means payback, of the wicked. For you have made the Lord your God my refuge, even the Most High your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent or your dwelling when verse 8 says that about God protecting you against the evil one, you will look on and see the recompense or the reward of the wicked. Well, what is the reward of the wicked? Satan is going to hell. He is eternally damned by God and was from the beginning of time. But because you have made the Lord God even the most high your dwelling place, listen to this. No evil, no evil, nor plague will come near your home. You will not have any evil affliction. What is a plague? Has anybody heard of a plague? It's a disease that causes death and spreads quickly. So God's given us the assurance that no plague will come near our dwelling. And God's angels will protect us and hold us up. And also, he says, we will tread upon the lion and the cobra. Which, again, coincides with what Jesus said in Luke 10:19, which I shared with you earlier. But if you come to know Jesus as Lord and you love him, he will keep you secure. Because in verse 14 it says, Because you know him and you know his name. He, meaning all of us who know Jesus as Lord, will hear us when we call. And he will be with us in trouble. He will rescue us and honor us. So let me just admonish you. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ out there in our listening audience, or maybe you've, maybe you've surrendered your life to God at one point or to Jesus at one point, and you've fallen away, you slipped back into sin, you know what? Uh, none of us are beyond that. None of us are beyond falling into temptation, falling back into sin, and living in the world. I've done it before. You know, the Lord was so kind and so sweet he just waited on me. He loved me back to himself is what he did. And so once I turned back, then, you know, the blessings and everything kept coming my way. But those of you that don't know Jesus, please give him a chance. He died for you. Give him a chance to save you. He is the most glorious, wonderful thing that will ever happen to you in all of your life. If you think you love your wife or your husband or your children... There is no love on this earth that is like the love that you will have for the Lord Jesus Christ, if you'll just give him a chance. That's true. Um, and the main thing you've got to understand, too, is, is that when you start looking at these verses, and this, again, I'm going to remind you, this is back in Psalms of the Old Testament. 
Now, to compare something here, I'm going to show you something. It says here in the uh, in Psalms 91, it talks about something here in verse 5. It says, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth in the day. There's two things that you need to understand here. Number one, the terror at night. Again, I was talking to you about fear. You know, we seem to be more afraid at night than we do during the day. Why is that? Well, because we don't see things as well at night. And at nighttime, for one thing, demons and spiritual yes. forces receive more power at night yes. than they do during the day. They you say, well, now, wait a minute, Brother Hughes, how is that so? Well, yes. okay, the reason is, is because they pull their strength off of fear. And if you're already afraid of the unknown and you don't see things well at night... I mean, let's face it, most movies dealing with supernatural forces, darkness, death, you know, the unknown, yes. witchcraft, the monster movies, okay, you know what I'm talking about, all of those things that, that people go to for the, the thrill of the fright, it's 90% of it. I mean, think about it. If you take a look at uh, Jason, you know, uh, going Halloween, out, you know, and Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, almost all of those all took place at nighttime. Yes. Because they know that most people are aware, even in Hollywood, that if they make a movie at night about some spooky thing, that people are going to be afraid. And that's the whole objective. Exactly. Is that if they're afraid, they make more money. Okay? Because that's what people do. They go and to the movie to get, yes. to get scared. And they were sold okay? out movies, I might add. They yeah, made they're sold out millions movies. of dollars. But here's the thing. Now, if you look over to the New Testament in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, what does it say? Let me read it to you. It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of darkness, 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 okay? Of this world, and against spiritual wickedness yes. in high places. Yes. Okay, now, in 13, it says, Where then take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day. What evil day? Every day's evil day. Yes. Okay? And having done all, once you've done everything that there is to do, and you know that you've done everything you knew, it says here to do this. Stand. It says, Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and so on and so forth. And I'm not going to go into all of that. But as you go on up into to verse 16, it says, Above all, take the shield of faith, wherein you shall be able to quench all of the, what? Fiery darts. And what did it say back in, in Psalms? The arrows. Yes. You see? So this is what I'm saying. Those arrows, those darts that they're talking about, all that is is trials, troubles, and tribulations every day that the enemy is going to throw at you. And yes. you just got to be prepared for it. You have to stay in the Word. You have to know Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now, you may be saying, well, I don't want to do that. I'm having too much fun in the world right now. That's fine. That's your personal choice. But let me tell you, there will be a day, whether you believe it or not, yes. that's up to you again, too. But there's going to be a day when the world is done. Now, whether we're still here or we're gone, the point is, if you have not accepted the Lord, and you may have heard all kinds of rumors about this. You may not believe this, but I'm telling you from my heart, if you do not accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going to go to hell. That's exactly okay? right. There's That's no exactly better way right. to put it than yes. that. And I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything, as you can tell. That's the truth. Now, if you want eternal life, then you've got to remember 
that this is what the reason that he came here for. He shed his blood. He gave his life. He set the example of life itself on what to do and how to live it. See, God is a holy God. He is a very holy God. In fact, he cannot even look upon sin. That's how holy he is. And all of us, every single one of us, have sinned. The Word says that none of us are without sin. No, not one. So if you don't accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and take the blood that God provided for you when Jesus died on Calvary, he gave his only Son that whosoever should believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you know in your heart that that blood that Jesus shed on the cross for you, and I'm not even talking about the beatings that he took beforehand because he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. So after he got beat and beaten, um, then he was crucified. So if you don't take that blood that the Lord God Almighty has prepared for us to take from the Lord Jesus Christ and his death on the cross, then God will send you to hell because, as I said, he cannot even look on sin. That's why when Jesus was on the cross, he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It was because at that exact moment... The whole sins of the whole world for every woman, man, boy, and girl that had been born, that was born, and that ever will be born was placed upon Jesus. Every single one of those sins, every disease, every sickness, every sin, every sorrow, every tear, every heartbreak, everything that you can imagine that's bad was placed upon Jesus. And he willingly went to the cross. He didn't have to go. He willingly went. The word says he resolutely turned his face toward the cross. And he went. Why? Because he loves you and he loves me. So it's imperative. You have got to make a choice. The word says, choose this day whom you will serve. Are you going to serve the Lord Jesus Christ or are you going to serve yourself? I mean, you could die in an accident tonight. Something could happen to you. Somebody could shoot you. We live in an evil world. Tomorrow is not promised to us people, not at all. So it's imperative that you choose whom you're going to serve, the Lord Jesus or yourself. And if you serve yourself, then you're serving the enemy. Isn't that right, honey? That's right. You know, and, and this again, um, you know, we're talking about stuff under Psalms 91. This is, uh, you know, really why we're, we're doing this at this point. But, you know, the main thing is, is that, you know, whether or not we have a scripture verse that we're working off of, the whole thing, it all comes together. Yes, it does. So whether or not you, like I say, whether you believe what we're saying or you don't believe it, that's up to you. That's, you know, your personal prerogative. But I will say this, getting into the word is important because if you don't get into the word, you're going to ultimately end up wandering around in the world on a daily basis doing your own thing. That's right. And, you know, you can be part of the crowd or you can end up, you know, studying a little bit, you know. Find yourself a local church. And I would say preferably find yourself a church that really does try to teach some of the word. It's important that, you know, by doing that, at least you're getting fed. Maybe you can become active in it. I don't know. But, I mean, the main thing is, is 
we're not trying to push church on anybody or no. religion on anybody. No. But the thing is, is that there's just two or three factors in there. And one is that if you want to start walking in life and get a little bit of blessing in life and you want to start to see some things happen for you in life and get rid of some of these attitudes, get rid of some of the fear, get rid of some yes. of the issues of your life that yes. are going on. Who knows? I mean, I don't know you. You don't know me. But, I mean, you know, you could be involved in alcohol. You know, you could be involved in prostitution. You could be involved involved in drugs. Um, you could be just, uh, you know, supporting some of your habits through crime, you know, breaking and entering into people's homes and stealing stuff. I mean, you know, there's a lot of different things. It doesn't always have to be that you're a criminal. But I'm just saying that in general, sometimes we, you know, we got to watch what we say because sometimes we have a tendency of letting our tongue slip. You know, you're human. You know, we, we use words that shouldn't be used. Uh, we hang with people who right. talk like, you know, that the old phrase, you know, like a sailor. And that's not to say anything bad about sailors because, you know, I was in the Navy. But I'm just saying that it's it's the terminology, you know, truck drivers and people in military. You know, they just they hang out with each other yes. and they just get used to saying things and doing things that everybody else does. Uh, pick up bad habits. A lot of guys that went into the military, even there in the early days of Vietnam, Second World War, First World War, the Korean War, even the one that that's, you know we're still dealing with in Iraq. You know they're young. They go in there at 17, 18 years old. They don't smoke. They come out. They cuss. They drink. They smoke. You know, it's just because you hang with the wrong people. The enemy loves to be able to get you in his grip. That's right. And if he can bring you down and take you and your soul yes. to hell, yes. then he fears that he's won. Yes. Again, got to understand, he's not after you personally. He's after God by making yes. him look bad. He's upset and irritated because of the simple fact that he was thrown out. And because of that, he wants to get back at Jesus. And he wants to get back at, at That's God. That's exactly right. And he's after us to do that. That's so we exactly have to be right. strong. We've got to remember we have power and authority over him. That's exactly what I was going to say, honey. You took the words out of my mouth. Satan doesn't care about you. He could give a hoot about you, where you go, what you do, what you say, who you love, who you don't love. You know what? He's after God in you. That's who he's after. He wants to hurt God because God kicked him out of heaven and said, you want to be God, you be God of this world, which is the earth. That's why there's so much crime and bad stuff that happens here is because this is Satan's territory. And just getting back to the church thing that my husband was talking about a few minutes ago, you know, one of the worst spirits that run around, I'm talking about demonic spirits that run around, is a religious spirit. And that is one where he comes and says, oh, you don't want to go to church with all those religious people. They're not going to accept you. It's going to be boring. They're going to preach about the, they're going to read the Old Testament Bible that I don't understand anyway. Don't listen to that. Go with an open heart. Go with an open mind. Christianity is a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not a religion. Christianity is not a religion. It is a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Your love relationship with him and his with you. And I guarantee you, he will talk with you. He will walk with you. He will show you the way. If you ask him something with a sincere heart, trust me, he's going to give you an answer. But you have to you have to seek him. The word says you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. So I implore you to do that. And don't waste any time. Do it today. Okay, and with that, 
Um, we're going to get ready to go into our outro and uh, get ready to... I know time flies, doesn't it? <laughs> it does when you're having okay. fun. <laughs> so, uh, but let me say this. Uh, just to give you a general info, a little bit of info as to what's going on, uh, we have uh, working on our on our website still, almost done with it, and uh, we still got a little bit more to go. So if you happen to go there and it looks a little funny, it's because we're still not done with it yet. But... Uh, we are finishing up some stuff on Facebook. We want you to like us on Facebook when you see it. Also, rate us on iTunes. We are yes. now on iTunes. Please Give us a five-star rating, please. Yes, please. Uh, and subscribe to us because that uh, that helps us move up a little yes, bit. Yes, it encourages And shows that. our stability with them. Also, uh, we'll be doing some shows upon Stitcher here before too long as well, in case of those of you may not have heard of Stitcher. But anyway, that's, that's what they are for. Also, we are going to be on, well, we already are on YouTube. Uh, if you go to YouTube, you can see us not in video. You have to go to the audio port and then just look us up under Victory in Faith Now under the religious podcasting portion of it, and you'll see us. We've already got three or four episodes there now. Well, actually, three. This one, this one will be going in. And so uh, that way you can get us through there. If you have a Twitter account, we're not there yet, but we are working on getting that put together. Also, Podcast Republic, I think is what it's called. And that's for if you don't get Apple and you, you can't get iTunes, uh, you can put that app in. It's called Podcast Republic. Uh, it's very much like iTunes. And if you have an Android Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mainly for, for Android. It's a great and, instrument. Um, free yes. download, and it'll it'll pop up with all of our information. Again, if you need to, you just put in Victory in Faith Now and put, put in podcast, and it'll come up. And you may have to go under, it might say category. So if you just put under religion, I think it's under religion and spirituality or something like that. Uh, we'll, we'll be there, and you can see yes. us and hear us and whatever. Okay, so uh, with that, I'm going to... Give our announcer the opportunity to give you a little bit of info, and we'll be right back. Yes. We thank you for the time you've spent with us on this episode of Victory in Faith Now. Our desire is to honor God by promoting victory in your life, by teaching that all can be healed according to the word of faith. Also, by reaching out to the world, to all in need of Jesus Christ. Reverend Phil and Kay Hughes seek for you a deeper spiritual walk of faith, power, and authority for all who know Jesus as Lord, and salvation for all those who don't. May God's very best be yours. Now, a closing comment from your hosts, Reverend Phil and his wife, Kay Hughes. Okay, we are back. And we thank the announcer for that. Okay, we're going about ready here to uh, to finalize a couple of things, but we always like to end up with the opportunity to let people know a couple of things. One, uh, what kind of things are getting ready to happen and what to expect in the next few episodes. Uh, so we'll give you some titles on that in just a second. But, you know, there's a lot of you that may not know the Lord Jesus Christ, and we always like to give you that opportunity, or maybe those of you who who have followed him and have kind of gotten what we call backslidden, I guess, for a better term, uh, just not really living your life the way you should. We'd like to give you that opportunity to 
to rededicate your life to the Lord just simply by, you know, maybe repeating, um, you know, a simple little prayer of um, asking the Lord to forgive you of your sin. And I don't care what you did. If you've never accepted the Lord, there's nothing that you can do or have done that God can't have sent His Son here for that reason to forgive you, and the shedding of His blood forgave you of those sins. That's okay? right. That's right. So I'm going to let my wife lead though what we call kind of the sinner's prayer. And if there's any of you out there that are hearing me right now that want to dedicate your life to the Lord, um, just follow along with what she's got to say. Just kind of repeat, you know, in your own heart uh, or verbally if you want to, uh, what she's going to say, and and do us a favor. Uh, we don't really care exactly as to who you are as far as your name or anything like that. But if you could let us know when you go to our web page and uh, go where it says contact us and just kind of put in a little info about, you know, the fact that, hey, you know, my name's Johnny or my name's Mary or whoever. And we don't really care about that so much. But, uh, you know, I was listening to your program and um, I wanted you to know I rededicated my life or I dedicated my life for the first time. We'd like to know that because we'd like to be able to tell people that we have new members of the family that have joined us. And, um, you know, that gives people the opportunity to pray for you and to help lift you up. Okay. So uh, with that, honey, go on ahead. Oh, yes. Um, as my husband said, I'm going to say a short prayer, also known as the sinner's prayer, or for those of you that are backslidden, uh, for you to come back home. And if you just repeat after me, either verbally or silently in your heart, depending on where you are, um, it's quite simple. So I'm going to start it out, and you can just repeat after me. It'll make it easy for you. Father God, your word says that I have sinned and come short of what you expect of me. You also say that while all were yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for me. So I confess that I am a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins and to come and dwell in my heart as I have a desire to have a relationship with you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me and for dying on the cross for me and that you you rose again on the third day and for the shedding of your blood that was to forgive me of my sins. I thank you for that and for forgiving me of my sins. Help me to live for you and to follow your ways. And I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And it's in your name that I pray, Jesus. Amen. Good. I mean, if you've done that, guess what? You're part of the family. Welcome to the family. So we just want to tell you that it's just that simple. All you have to do is, whether you believe it or not, just let the Holy Spirit deal with you on it. Yes. God will work with you on it. And uh, believe me, we would really love to hear from you. Okay, so with that, I just want to give you another chance to remember not to forget. Anyway, at least go to our website, www.victoryinfaith. Now, the word in is not the letter. It's how you spell it, I-N. So it's victoryinfaithnow.org. And... Uh, 
you know, go in, kind of look around. We're getting ready to put our blog page on there, so we'll have some information, some photos, and so on. And uh, there's a little deal in there about us, and so you can go and click on that and read that. Or if you want, you can actually go in there and listen to the uh, podcasting because it'll be on the web page. Some up-and-coming things. Now, these aren't going to be this next episode, but they are coming up. Uh, episode 5, actually, I'm not sure. we got a couple things we're working on. But uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a few of the titles of a few shows that we're going to be doing here in the very near future, though. Okay? As you know, today we had Psalms 91, Power Over Satan. Now, coming up, though, we've got the four stages. You go, what's that mean? That doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you catch a stage and, you know, leave your horse at home at the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> what it means is the stage I'm talking about is the oppression, <laughs> depression, obsession, and possession. Okay? So those are some things that you might want to be interested in hearing about. Um, the other one, let's see. We've got uh, a two-part series going to be coming up called Names of Demons, Spirits, and Other Evil. It'll be a part one, part two. That'll be pretty interesting, I'm sure. And let's see, we have Praise, Worship, and Warfare. We have another one called God's Laws, Satan's Laws. You go, wow, Satan had laws? Yeah, he does. Got to remember, he's the God of this world. That's right. Okay, then there's another one called Power of the Tongue. And um, the evil that it can do or the good that it can do. It depends on you. Amen. Okay. And then we've got one that might be kind of interesting. Movies that you need to see. And so we'll be going into all bunch of different types of movies. Yes. I'm not going to get into how many titles or whatever right now. And then there's another one called, oh, The, the Spirit of Fear. And we'll be getting into a lot of other spiritual yes. and demonic individuals and be telling you about them as well. But that's just some of the things that you can expect besides some teaching on the authority, the power and faith, okay? It's going to be so, really good, yeah, so make that, sure you don't miss them. We love you guys. We want to always yes, remember to let you know, don't forget Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And one other thing, we always want to let you know, keep the faith. Amen. Amen. You have a blessed day. Talk to you next time.